Hello everybody and welcome to this episode. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're feeling amazing. And if you're not feeling your best, then go ahead and listen to this episode because this might help you. Basically, today we're going to talk about a lot of mental health related stuff. We're going to talk about loneliness and being alone most of your time and why it's actually pretty nice and how to enjoy it, how to make the best out of it. We're also going to talk about being single and the pressure of getting into a relationship and finding a significant other. So we're going to talk about a lot of mental health related things. So go listen to this if you feel like it and if you feel like it will help you. But anyways, basically, I the reason why I wanted to talk about loneliness especially is because I really thought about the first pandemic, like the two week thing. You know, when they told us, oh, you're going to have two weeks off of school. And then it turned into a fucking global pandemic. Yeah. And I really thought about it because now the restrictions are getting lifted in Romania. Like the mask is not required anymore. You are not forced to wear a mask anymore. Like let's say in the mall or at school, you can walk without a mask. But, you know, doctors recommend to still wear your mask, even though the restrictions have been pretty much lifted. But anyways... Now it's weird, you know, it's weird to go out without a mask. I don't know, I just feel so insecure because, you know, I'm not used to not wearing a mask anymore. It's it's weird, it's a weird feeling. So now I've been really thinking about the first wave of the, the pandemic and how I felt in that first wave. Basically, I used to hang out with a lot of people in the past. Like, I used to have three separate friend groups, I used to talk with literally everyone I saw, like, I had, I wouldn't say I necessarily had a lot of friends, that's what I thought, but, you know, I was surrounded with a lot of people, and I always liked to surround myself with others, and I felt really uncomfortable when I wasn't with someone, you know what I'm saying, like, I could never see myself, like, let's say, Three years ago, I could never see myself alone in a coffee shop. I thought that's just so awkward to do. And whenever I saw somebody just sit alone, I thought, well, that's sad, I guess. I'm gonna go hang out with my fake friends, you know? Anyways, but now, of course, I matured a bit. Like, I'm 17. When the pandemic started, I was 14, 15. Oh my god, it has been so long. Anyways, but basically, the pandemic kind of forced us all to become antisocial and I thought I had so many friends when in reality the pandemic kind of put a distance between us you know I stopped hanging out with so many people because of this you know distance we didn't see each other anymore at school we didn't see each other anymore at coffee shops at restaurants in the park and this made me realize that the only thing that united me with some people was simply the fact that I was going to school with them and that's when I realized oh wait I don't really have friends you know they're just like people that I talk to but they aren't friends it of course depends on what you consider a friend to be I personally consider a friend to be a close person that you know you trust and that you talk to no matter like the distance that you have between the two of you or even if you're not going out, let's say for, for three months, you are still talking to them. I feel like that's a friend, not people that you go to school with, talk for a little while, and then get back home and forget about them. You know what I'm saying? So back then, I thought I had so many friends and that was so popular, you know? 
And at first in the pandemic, it was so hard for me to just be by myself and that's it. I was also single in the beginning of the pandemic. I was talking to a guy who I'm now dating <laughs> and I have been dating for almost two years. So period, good for me. But most of the time I was just staying by myself alone. My mom was going to work. She was she is working in the medical field, so she wasn't like supposed to stay home or she didn't lose her job. And my dad also works on a ship. He is gone for like a few months and then he comes back at home and then he's gone again. So, you know, I was pretty much alone for the whole day because my mom was coming home from work really, really late. And at first, it really hit me, honestly. I reached a point of depression where I found smoking or eating as a helpful coping mechanism for me as a way to cope basically because you know whenever you feel sad you kind of do something and that's called a coping mechanism like let's say when you're sad you tend to play video games or you tend to read a book that's a coping mechanism and there are so many unhealthy coping mechanisms for example smoking drinking partying like excessive partying you know but there are also helpful ones like reading, doing your homework, I don't know, working on something you like, creating a business. I don't know, creating a business. <laughs> Imagine this <laughs> being your coping mechanism. What? Anyways, but it was hard for me. So I needed to find some coping mechanisms. So I found smoking as a coping mechanism, which is the unhealthy one. But I wasn't smoking a lot. I was smoking only one cigarette a day because, you know, I couldn't go to... A store and buy cigarettes my mom didn't know that i was smoking back then so a family friend who lived in the same apartment building as me knew that i was smoking and <laughs> she would go to work and weekly she would yell my name like at my balcony or at my window and she would wake me up usually i would open the window and she would throw the cigarette pack in my apartment, I was living on the first floor, so it wasn't like a big distance from ground to where I was living. So we were sneaky with it, and my mom didn't find out that I was smoking or anything. She didn't snitch, which is really nice. And another unhealthy me coping mechanism is that I was eating. I was overeating, and that's how I began um, eating disorder. I actually started to binge eat, but we're not getting into that right now i also found some really helpful coping mechanisms a lot of them like painting i literally started to paint out of boredom my walls my mom didn't allow me to do this but i did it like secretly i started with like a small drawing to see if she noticed and then i would make like big projects and my walls were filled with like quotes cringe quotes now that i look back on them i was broken anyways uh paintings and that's a coping mechanism that i developed in the um, pandemic which is nice i also another coping mechanism that i would um always do was to put electronic music and literally dance pretend that i'm at a rave genuinely because i missed partying so much i'm a really party i'm a party enjoyer i like to go to parties and just have fun and i really missed that so i recreated it in my room party but a walmart version <laughs> anyways and i found a lot of things that truly helped me you know also stargazing was something nice because i used to live really close to the sea and i could see like the sea 
<laughs> from my window and there weren't a lot of lights so I could see also the stars really really well and I would stargaze I would usually stay up so late at night and I would just look at the stars and it was so good for me and since COVID started I changed I truly changed because I discovered myself I got to know myself better you know, spending time with yourself and limiting other distractions, just staying there and looking at a wall, looking at the sky, looking, I don't know, out your window, just being by yourself is so beneficial. And I got to know myself, I got to know my needs, I got to know my real personality that wasn't influenced by people. So then I actually started valuing the time that I spent by myself. And of course, at the beginning of the pandemic, I used to feel so lonely, so depressed. And now I prefer to literally stay in my room, to stay alone. And because people drag my energy a lot. I also said this, I don't know, I think in my intro or in my first episode, but people drag my energy so badly. Like, it doesn't even depend on the person. If I spend too much time with someone, even my mom... I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. I feel horrifying. So spending time by myself truly helped me figure out who I am, what I like, what my needs are. So if you're feeling lonely, if you don't have friends or if you have friends that you don't really feel close with or they are fake, they are talking about you behind your back. First of all, if you have fake friends and you know it, why don't you drop them? why don't you and I used to say when people told me oh drop toxic people I would be like oh but it's hard man okay it's hard but what do you prefer do you prefer to just keep pretending that you enjoy their company although they make you feel like shit or do you prefer going through the hard way you know just saying I don't want to be your friend anymore or simply ghosting them you know yeah of course that's gonna bring some drama in your life and people are gonna ask you like why the fuck did you do that like anyways but I would honestly prefer questions and beef and drama rather than my mental health being dragged down by some shitty ass people you know what I'm saying it's better to isolate yourself than having millions of fake friends that's what I'm trying to say so getting back to the first thing that I said if you're feeling lonely if you're feeling I don't know, if you're feeling like you don't, you are not really close with your friends, basically, do it differently. Because when people are alone, they tend to be sad. They tend to just watch, I don't know, TikToks all day and that's it. Change that. Change your lifestyle. Like, let's say, I don't know, create new habits. Like, wake up early in the morning and have a coffee. Have a coffee, have a good breakfast and just stay there without the TV on, without the phone in your face, just stay there and think about life and think about yourself. Also, another tip that has really helped me is journaling. Take a notebook, any notebook you please or a journal, you can go shopping and buy one, I don't know, (laughs) but take a journal or a notebook or something to write on that you know you are going to keep for yourself. And go ahead and write things. Write whatever you want. You can either vent. You can either plan out your day, your week. Make aspirations, goals. Stuff like that. And you can also search for like prompts or ideas. Questions 
on Pinterest, like you can literally just put questions like I would see myself in 10 years, dot, 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 and you're going to complete that or stuff like that. And this way you're basically interviewing, you're interviewing yourself, you're getting to know yourself and with prompts and stuff like that, like let's say you write 100 things you love. That can be like the nature, that can be video games, chilling in bed, and you get to know your hobbies and yourself. And journaling is such a great coping mechanism to have. In your journal, you can literally include anything from, you know, checking in your mood, making like a table and putting your mood every single day. You can draw and you can paint in it. You can ask yourself some questions and write the answer on paper underneath you can write about something you're passionate about like let's say for example i'm passionate about witchcraft i adore it i'm passionate about video games i'm passionate about you know picnics going out drinking coffee I'm going to write about that. I'm going to write, let's say, why am I passionate about witchcraft? Because witchcraft and this is this and that, and that's why I enjoy it. You get to know yourself, and it's like having a friend. It's like, it's sad. I know it sounds sad, but it's like having a friend. You just tell them things, and they keep it, and you know they will keep it a secret. You know, this is, I don't know, journaling is amazing, especially when you're, you know, drinking coffee by yourself in the kitchen in the morning or I don't know, eating breakfast and just writing in your journal and feeling amazing. Also, another tip I have for you is to start romanticizing your life. Basically, romanticization means to make something more appealing than it actually is. So you might be hearing a lot, romanticize studying. What does that mean? Basically, it means to light a candle when you're studying, make make ambience, make Make it seem way more appealing than it actually is because studying is horrible. Like, for example, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to study on the floor while crying? Or do you prefer to sit comfortably at a desk with a candle, with some jazz music in the background, taking pretty notes, using colors, you know? And limiting distractions, like literally turn your phone on airplane mode and put it in another room. You are not supposed to care about your phone don't talk to anybody, just stay there by yourself and study. Because one hour of studying and that's it is way more beneficial than, let's say, three hours spent on the floor crying with your phone, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So romanticizing means to make something more appealing than it is. So for example, a breakfast by yourself. How to romanticize it? Clean your kitchen, make it look pretty, use decorations in your house. Um... Put on some music that you enjoy, light a candle. I always preach candles. (laughs) Those are the essential of romanticizing anything in your life. Light a candle, dress in a really nice way. Like for example, in the mornings when I want to feel fancy and really nice, I would usually put on a satin robe. That makes me feel like a bad bitch. So I always do that. I put on my favorite slippers, I put my hair back, and I just feel amazing. Another thing to do when you're lonely, you can get a pet if you don't have a pet. Like literally, when I got since I got my cat, my mental health has improved so much. Because, you know, an animal is the most loyal being on earth. You know, the sad thing that my mom would always tell me that I felt I literally cried every time every time she used to tell me this 
if you get a dog and you hit your dog and you literally just abuse your dog, he is still going to be there for you and he's still... I want to cry, you guys. Oh my God, this is so fucking sad. But animals are so loyal to you. That's a beautiful thing about pets, you know, especially cats, especially dogs, you know? I used to have a pet turtle and I still have it, but it's at my grandma's right now because I literally don't have space anymore. Anyways, I have her since I was five and, you know, I just fed her and changed her water and washed her sometimes. But basically, you don't really interact with that animal. It's just kind of sitting there and you take care of it, you know? But with a cat, with a dog, like, they're coming to cuddle with you or you can play with them. You know what I'm saying? So I recommend you guys to get a dog or get a cat. And if, you know, your parents don't allow you, wait until you can move out and get a pet. Literally. It will change your life for the good. Um, but my recommendations here is to get like a stray dog or a stray cat because, you know, buying cats or buying dogs, you know, they're still going to be sold to someone unless they're like in a shelter. You know, some people never buy animals from shelters. So yeah, literally, if you want a cat, the next time you see a cat and you feel like you match with that cat, literally take her home. Pets are amazing, honestly. And my cat makes me feel like I am less lonely like i'm with a person it's insane anyways another thing to do when you're lonely and you want to feel good is to practice your hobbies whatever that is and if you don't have any hobby go ahead and experiment because life is too short for just not having hobbies like what the fuck so you can try reading out if you don't like reading then you can listen to audiobooks you can i don't know fucking cook Cooking is amazing though. Cooking is underrated. It feels so amazing. The only horrible thing is having to wash thousands of dishes after. Anyways, um, you can, I don't know, get into so many hobbies. Paint, draw, dance, whatever makes you feel good. Anyways, being lonely is honestly so fun if you know how to make it fun. Because, you know, for me, if I stay on my phone and that's it, it's wasted time. So if you're a lonely person, if you don't have a lot of friends, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about not having a lot of friends or not having friends because friends are not a necessity. You know, I'm an amazing person and I know that. I don't have to surround myself with people in order to feel better. Like if you have this habit, go ahead and give it up. Like honestly, isolate yourself from those people. Take some time, take a distance. I actually saw this um, in real life at a girl i used to be in the same class as her we used to be classmates basically and you know she had a lot going on after school we used to like hang out sometimes to smoke or to just i don't know chill in the park for some time and she would tell me that she's insecure we also talked about eating disorders and things like that and she just didn't feel good so she actually transferred schools and for two months, she didn't go to school. She just took some time for herself. And she literally was inactive on every single social media ever. Like, she deleted Instagram. She deleted YouTube, TikTok, whatever. She didn't have any, like, social media at all. And she started going to the gym. 
she started to just stay alone and now she's literally flourishing in my opinion like i don't know how she is anymore because i don't see her personally i just see her on instagram because now she's back but she's like back and better than ever you know and taking a break sometimes literally is the best thing you can do she looks amazing her skin looks amazing her body looks amazing she is flourishing and she looks like she feels better you know what i'm saying so taking a break sometimes and just focusing on yourself or just focusing on yourself and that's it not even taking a break because maybe if you're a lonely person you're gonna take a break from what being lonely you know what i'm saying so if you're a lonely person embrace that why why should it why should we feel ashamed about the fact that we don't have a lot of friends you know society makes us feel so like so many things are wrong when in reality they are not like beauty standards for example there are some standards out there you should be skinny you should be this you should be that but that doesn't define happiness that defines literally something that insecure girls made up or some men made up some shitty ass men made up you know it's nothing and people who said like oh if you don't have friends you are lame they're probably too insecure to go out by themselves they are probably you know feeling good just because they are surrounded with other people so learn how to embrace the fact that you're lonely enjoy your time and think about this thing that i'm gonna tell you what do you prefer? Do you prefer to be lonely or do you prefer to be in a shitty ass group of friends? Because if you prefer to be in a shitty ass group of friends, there's something wrong with your head. You need to do something about that. Anyways, let's talk about being single and why it is viewed as such like bad thing. So when I was smaller, I always felt the need to have a crush. I don't think I have ever had a period of my life where I didn't have a crush, where I didn't have a crush on anybody because this was implemented in my brain. I should like somebody, you know, and I always used to have crushes, even multiple crushes at a time that weren't really crushes. I was just, I don't know, feeling like I need to have someone to think about and to have someone who I'm obsessed with, which is so unhealthy. But in the summer of 2019, things changed and I suddenly didn't like anyone anymore and I was so confused and I was feeling like something is wrong with me I was also entering like after that summer in 2019 freshman year of high school and I felt the need to have a boyfriend because what the fuck you're a freshman and you don't have a boyfriend because this was implemented in my brain from social media from the society from other like girls but anyway, so I felt so horrible about myself because of that. And I felt like, oh my gosh, having a relationship could be the best thing ever and I would be the happiest person alive. But trust me, it, being in a relationship does not define your happiness level, you know? Maybe people are in a relationship and feeling horrible. Not maybe, people, some people are in a relationship and feeling horrible about themselves. I'm here to tell you that there is nothing wrong with being single absolutely nothing wrong with being single i actually heard so many people complain like i've i have never had a relationship i would give anything to have a relationship like why why do you feel like that and i know you would probably say like oh the intimacy you have with a person or you know you are holding hands you are doing things i want to you know feel that but the thing is you shouldn't rush it so many people who i've heard 
to say that there are still teens they are still like 16 17 18 like come on i think in the teenage years it's better to avoid relationships and the reason for that is because like let's say when you're 14 15 like why a what <laughs> anyways i think it's better to avoid relationships until like 15 i would say because until then you're growing you you're getting to know yourself and you know relationships at 14 they're kind of cringe they're cringe you know with little exceptions so i feel like you need to mature a bit before being in a relationship and knowing the commitment of a relationship knowing what you should do and what your partner should do in a relationship like you shouldn't jump in a relationship just because you want to be with someone because you're going to end up hurting the other person who you are with you know because this actually happened to me you know let's say you've had just one relationship and after that relationship ends instead of taking a break from dating and just thinking about life and your plan with the next relationship you just jump straight into another one and piss off the other person literally make them feel worthless and this happened to me you know i'm speaking from experience right here so please before you get in a relationship make sure you know what relationships are about make sure you know the fact that cheating is absolutely horrifying it's a really horrible thing to do because you know being with a person not in an open relationship just being there with a person in a private relationship means you should know what commitment is you should know that if you feel the urge to you know hang out with another person behind their back or hook up with somebody just go ahead and break up with them honestly it's it's not worth it it's not worth it to just be a dickhead and to cheat on your significant other like what anyways but make sure before you get in a relationship you know what a relationship consists of and you should know that fights are normal that periods of the relationships where you feel like the relationship is just stagnant it's getting boring those things are normal you should know what to tolerate and what not to tolerate like some red flags for example uh if you hear the person you are you know planning on dating says something like let's say homophobic or racist and you are not homophobic and racist, you are not going to accept that and you are not going to stay with that person because you don't match. You just simply don't match. If you're a homophobe, first of all, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> but uh, if you're a homophobe and the person you are in the talking stage with is a homophobe, you are perfect for each other. You are both fucking douchebags, period. But you need to know also another thing you need to know is your needs. You need to know whether or not your love language is like touching cuddle i don't know holding hands kissing or i don't know your love language might be having deep conversations you need to first of all you need to get to know yourself before you get to know another person on a really personal level you need to get to know yourself you need to know your needs you need to know some things you don't want in your relationship some things you want to avoid and you just want to prepare mentally for a relationship they are not needed and also if you're questioning your sexuality like you're feeling really bad about saying ah oh, i might be gay and you're feeling really bad about it and really guilty maybe avoid relationships 
or hookups. Just think about your sexuality and that's it, maybe. So that's why I'm saying avoiding relationships in your teen years is actually a really nice thing to do because you can avoid so many many things from cringeworthy relationships to being with someone who is really immature to you being the immature one and i don't know it's just nice to wait this pressure especially on guys to have a girlfriend in high school you know it's it shouldn't exist but it does unfortunately a lot of horrible things exist and you shouldn't start to believe that you need to have somebody just because society says so society says a lot of things and some of them are good some of them are not and you should know what's good and what's not so anyways if you're single i would say journaling again helps writing down some red flags that you find in some people writing down some i don't know things about relationships that you feel like working on and figuring out you know waiting is not something horrible it's not something horrible. It's, you know, waiting to find a good person, waiting to have your first time, waiting. It's good. It's actually really good. Like I said, you're getting to know yourself. You're getting to know your needs. And also another thing, you don't have to have a soulmate. You don't have to be married. You don't have to have kids. You know, it's just, those are social constructs that are made up that you should be married By the age of 30, you should have kids. And if you don't have a significant other, what the fuck are you doing with your life? What the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm living? (laughs) Like, this pressure of being with someone, having kids, marrying someone, having, I don't know, hookups, things like that. They shouldn't exist and you shouldn't think about that. You should only think about your needs. If you feel like a relationship is good for you, go ahead prepare for one and get into one if you feel like you don't want to get married don't get married it's as easy as that you don't have to listen to what other people say and if your friends shame you for being single fuck them honestly my ex-best friend she always told me ah get in a relationship please get in a relationship already like what the fuck and in reality she was actually dating six people at a time out here being a whore And I don't like slut-shaming, okay? I don't like slut-shaming, but this girl was cheating on every single one of of her boyfriends. She had multiple boyfriends. She only cared about gifts. She only cared about money. She only cared about how a boy looked. And deep inside, she felt ashamed because of the person that she is. So she wanted me to be the same as her. She always encouraged me to cheat. She always encouraged me to do those things, but I never did them because I'm not falling for her those things for this manipulation uh why do you think she's my ex-best friend come on now (laughs) anyways but if people tell you ah you are single whatever or you see it on social media like you shouldn't give a fuck you shouldn't give a fuck you should work on yourself and you should just not care about what people say being single is amazing because you get to explore yourself and you get to maybe maybe you are questioning your sexuality you get to explore your sexuality of course you cannot do that in a relationship and if you do that in a relationship um i hate you i genuinely don't like you anyways but if you're especially if you're questioning your sexuality 
maybe don't get into relationships. Maybe don't search for that commitment yet. What I'm saying is basically don't rush things, especially in your teen years, because maybe you're going to regret it. And okay, you're going to regret it, but it's going to stay there. That memory is going to stay there. That, For example, my first kiss. I regret my first kiss so much. It was such a horrible experience. And of course, I think about it sometimes, like what the fuck was that anyways? But it has impacted me really badly because I thought that kissing was horrible just because of my first kiss, you know? When in reality, kissing is amazing if you do it right and if you do it in the right place with the right person at the right time. I was 13 at a fucking party. I didn't even know who he was, what his name was. And the reason for that is because my ex-best friend, the same bitch, dared me to have my first kiss there and at that time. And with the shitty group that I was with, I talked about this. They all told me, kiss him, kiss him. And I felt so much pressure and I didn't want to be lame because I was with my mom at that party and I didn't want to be more lame. But now that I think about it, I'm so thankful that my mom came with me. I was 13 and the rest of the group was like 15, 16, 17. I was 13. I was small. I was a baby. And my mom said, I'm not going to let you go to this party at night on a random ass beach just because. No, I'm going to come with you. And the whole group told me like, ah, that's so lame. Like, what the fuck? You're with your mom. And they didn't want to disappoint them even more. That's why I'm saying huge groups, groups, (laughs) huge groups are usually not beneficial to you. They are usually horrifying. Whenever you see big groups, don't compare your social life with them just because they have a big group maybe they just went out because it's someone's birthday from that group and they never see each other like ever they only see each other at birthdays or something you don't that's why i'm saying i think in the next episode i'm gonna talk about comparing yourself to others and why why it is horrible and how to stop it like i did and you never know when what someone is going through you never know how close those people are actually Because you've never talked to them. You don't know them. And if you know them and they have a big group and they are bonded. Bonded. (laughs) What the fuck? Anyways, they are bonded. It's an exception. Trust me. It's an exception. And you shouldn't compare yourself to that, honestly. So being single is okay. Being unmarried is okay. Not having your first kiss yet is okay. Those things are okay. There is not a particular age on when you should date or when you should have your first kiss, you know? I personally give the recommendation of getting into a relationship over 15 because you're getting to know yourself. You don't even know who you are yet. You need to know your needs. You need to become a little bit more mature and to grow, okay? But waiting is not something horrible. Anyways, and I also want to talk about feeling stressed, what to do when you're feeling stressed. For example, my biggest trust in life right now is whether or not I like my chosen job or not. I want to become a surgeon, but I'm not sure if this job will suit me or not. I'm a more artistic person and I don't like studying, honestly. I don't like studying for so many hours, thousands of things and stressing over shit. I would love to be at a college that teaches fashion-related things. 
But in Romania, there are super horrible art schools, you know? And I would rather go to like a med school and have a secure job where I know I'm going to gain a lot of money from and that I also kind of like, period. I, I love it, actually. But it's so hard to get into med school. Oh, my God, you guys. Anyway, so this is my biggest stress right now in my life currently. What do you do to make yourself feel better? First of all, you cannot completely remove stress out of your life because stress is normal, especially if you're working, especially if you're, you know, having special situations, you should know how to deal with stress and how to reduce it in a way. So basically, what I like to do is if I can't limit my schoolwork or if I can't limit the actual stress factor, like let's say school stresses me out, but I cannot just, you know, fucking drop out of school. Anyways, I tend to work a lot on my mentality about things. So, for example, med school. I, first of all, I thought that, you know, getting into med school is a must. That if I don't do this, I'm not smart. And that's why I stressed myself. But now I'm actually thinking, okay, if I don't get into med school, I can get into like a psychology school. I can do psychology because you still get money. And you work less than a fucking surgeon, obviously. You don't have put that much effort in your work. I have my alternatives and my parents clearly told me, if you're not going to become a doctor, whatever. We want you to have a job and to have your own money and to be independent. That's all we want. The job you choose is, you know, your choice. And if you have parents that force you to become something, first of all, they cannot force you to become something. They will stress you out and they will fucking have arguments with you but when you are gonna be an adult they are legally not allowed to choose for yourself you need to choose for yourself not them and if you feel guilty whatever it's better to feel guilty about the job that you chose but you like the job than actually not liking the job and fucking pleasing your parents or your relatives fuck them fuck them Think about yourself, your life, and your needs, like I said. So I started to view things differently. Okay, I have alternatives. My parents are not going to get mad at me. I'm going to become independent either way. I'm going to have my own money either way. I shouldn't stress myself. There is a lot to study, you know. There is a lot to study. It is hard. It is absolutely hard. But it's not the hardest job on earth. It's not the easiest job on earth either. It's a hard job. But every job, it's hard in its own way. Even like stripping. You know, strippers, they need to practice dancing on the pole. They get bruises. They need to learn how to walk in huge ass heels. Plus, sex workers are being put under so much danger. Because, you know, there can be dangerous situations like rapes, people harassing you, whatever. And you need to be kind of careful kind kind of you need to be very careful if you are a fucking surgeon of course you know the risks you can kill a fucking person and you can go in jail for that all jobs are hard in their own ways being a nail tech it's hard being a stripper being whatever all jobs are hard in their way every person deals with this in their life people who are employed obviously so i calmed down and then i felt Like the stress levels were going down. Also, another thing to do is to learn how to decompress after a long, stressful day. Either you can take a bath, like a bubble bath, just stay there for like fucking six hours, enjoy. 
you can go book a spa day, like a spa treatment or facials or massages or stuff like that. Those decompress you a lot. You can start to meditate. You can start to drink tea because it's calming. So if you want to reduce your stress levels, the first thing that you need to work on is your mentality. You need to think about things in a different way. And the second thing is you need to learn how to calm yourself. Finding coping mechanisms, like I said, or basically just relaxing, taking time for yourself. And it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take breaks sometimes. It's okay to just skip school one day, stay at home, relax, sleep in. It's good. And when you're stressed, you need to take care of yourself well. You need to eat well. Um, because those things actually affect your stress levels. If you're sleeping, uh, like, let's say, fucking two hours a night, three hours, four hours, six hours, it affects you a lot. It can make you more prone to stress. Also becoming, like, really aggressive in a type of way. And when I say aggressive, I don't mean just beating up random people. I say aggressive in, like, getting angry really easy, getting offended really easily, getting mad really easily. Sleep affects those things, so make sure you sleep for like 8 hours a night, 8 hours plus. Um, make sure you eat well, because this is another thing that makes you angry really easily if you don't eat. Eat well, okay? Take care of yourself. Don't eat fucking junk food every single day. Don't eat too much sugar, and don't drink too much soda. Just have a healthy lifestyle. Try to eat good. Try to drink water. Get enough sleep calm down. So yeah, I basically gave you so many coping mechanism ideas, so many ways to de-stress, so many things to improve your life. So if anything from here helped, I'm glad it did. And I hope you're feeling better. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's so long. It's like 40 something minutes. Oh my god. Um, I'm thinking of making my episodes shorter. I've read somewhere that Thursday is the best way to post. And 20 hours, 20 hours, oh my god, imagine. <laughs> 20 minutes is the perfect time limit for a podcast. But I'm not just going to simply post on Thursdays and that's it. I'm going to post whenever I like. Like I said, I'm going to post weekly, no matter if that's once a week or multiple times a week. I'm going to post weekly. And I don't know if I should make my episodes shorter or not. The last episode was like 39 minutes, almost, I think. I don't know. This one is going to be 40 minutes. I'm not planning on making this episode an hour. So we're going to stop now. I hope you guys enjoyed what I said today. And I hope it helped. It was really good to get those things out of my system. And recording this episode actually helped me remind myself what to do with my life. Because now I'm also feeling stressed. So I reminded myself to stay calm. Find good coping mechanisms. And basically, this helps me and this helps you. Win-win. It benefits the both of us. So yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a beautiful day or night. And I will see you in the next episode.